Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. In today's episode, we will discuss the reasons that so many Scots chose to leave their homeland and travel elsewhere during the 1800s and into the 1900s. We will focus on four key reasons to do this. Firstly, the issue of poverty. Secondly, but clearly linked to poverty, the chance of a better life in their new homeland. We will also look at the impact of religious reasons. And finally, we will consider the government and charity support which was available. Poverty was obviously a key feature in forcing people to move. If you are prepared to make a journey of hundreds or indeed thousands of miles to a new homeland, it was often because you were leaving an extremely poor life, and this was certainly the case in Scotland. The problems they faced ultimately made them believe that they would be better off going elsewhere, and most of them would never return. There were many reasons for poverty in Scotland, some of which were to do with jobs. Many Scots at this time were unemployed, and there was, at this period, certainly in the 1800s, little or no help available. Issues such as sickness benefit or unemployment benefit would not be introduced until the 1900s. Other Scots, even if they were lucky enough to work, suffered extremely low wages. Unemployment existed for many different reasons. After the Industrial Revolution started, factory work meant that skilled home workers were no longer needed. In addition, foreign competition from other countries meant that many Scottish companies struggled, all of which combined to create huge problems, which nowadays we might expect to be solved by the government, but was not a case in the 1800s. Someone who was unemployed at this period had no wages or money coming in unless charity was available. Also, before the National Health Service was introduced, poor people would often go out even basic health care. Many Scots led extremely poor lives outside the workplace as well. They often had very poor diets, which made illness more likely. Obviously, a reason for very poor diets was the low wages that they might have had, or indeed no wages. There were also problems with poor quality housing and huge overcrowding in this housing. It's no surprise that when overseas Scots sent letters back home to friends and family encouraging them to move, that many people were prepared to do so. In simple terms, they went for a better life. New countries such as Canada and Australia also actively went out their way to persuade people to move there to help them grow and succeed. These new countries offered a variety of benefits. One of the main ones was the chance to own your own land, a very attractive offer in particular if you were a Scot who had some experience of farming. Scottish emigrants were offered the chance to buy land at cheap prices and sometimes they were even given the land for free. Many of these new lands also offered a better chance of finding employment. Skilled workers were in huge demand overseas and could get higher wages than they would otherwise receive in Scotland. While most Scots were better off in these places, some would eventually return home. This was because in the 1900s it became much easier to travel. A steamship could travel to the USA in only one week, which was up to six times faster than had been the case in 1850. Many Scots were also attracted by people they knew that had moved overseas. The chance of seeing friends and family again, especially those who described the positive life they had, encouraged them to travel. 
Religion was also a key feature in persuading many Scots to travel. At the time, many people in Scotland were very religious, specifically Christian, and they wanted to go and spread this word. They believed that it was their duty as a Christian to spread the word of God, and not simply in Scotland. They would travel to faraway places, hoping to convert others to join their faith. There are many famous examples of missionaries. David Livingston trained as a doctor before becoming a missionary in Africa. He is mostly remembered as an explorer, especially for searching for the source of the River Nile. Another famous missionary was Mary Slessor. Slessor had been born in Aberdeen but lived much of her life in the slums of Dundee. She was deeply religious and travelled to Africa, not only spreading religion but also campaigning for women's rights. Missionary societies were set up in Scotland to help spread God's word. These societies would raise money for the missions and they would train people to become missionaries. They also set up missionary bases around the world. The Scots also spread religion in many of the new countries they moved to. Scots are associated with spreading the Presbyterian religion to parts of Canada, Australia and New Zealand, for instance. Many Scots also went because of the help they were given. The problems that they faced in their lives meant that they wanted to travel abroad but couldn't afford to do so. Once help was available from governments, charities and other groups, they were happy to take up this offer. Some landowners paid for some or all of the costs for people to move overseas. This was for different reasons. Sometimes it was because they wanted the land, for instance sheep farming during the Highland Clearances, other times because they genuinely thought the person might need financial help in a better life. There were various charities that helped people to move as well. William Quarrier, for example, a rich businessman, set up Quarriers, and the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association, helped children and young people in particular to move. This included people who'd been in orphanages. The colonial governments in places such as Canada and Australia helped people as well. They needed workers or people to take care of the land, and they would sometimes pay for people's travel or give them land either for free or at a discounted rate. The British government played a role as well. They wanted the British Empire to grow stronger and they needed more workers in the colonies. They were also worried about huge unemployment after World War I in Britain and the effects this could have, including demands for revolution. As a result, the British government sometimes offered grants to pay for people's travel, and the 1922 Empire Settlement Act was set up which provided funding for travel, training and buying overseas land. <laughs>